Are you ready to become a VIP? Do you have a cell phone that you can text on? Then consider this an exclusive invitation. As a VIP, you will receive special secret offers via text. These items are usually free and they are always must-have craft supplies from beloved brands. Send us a text and become a VIP at scrapbook.com. Welcome to the Life Handmade Podcast with Scrapbook.com. This is the show for paper crafters, and I'm your host, Stephanie Foster. In this episode of Life Handmade, we sit down to chat remotely with a great friend of Scrapbook.com, the talented and wonderful Frank Garcia. We talk today about how he got started with crafting, his journey to designing now with Prima, and he shares how his differences growing up ultimately became his strengths, particularly in the crafting industry. We talk about his love for teaching and how he loves to help others embrace their own personal style. Frank Garcia is a mixed media artist, scrapbooker, and mini album lover. Frank has been in the scrapbooking industry for over eight years. He's passionate about sharing his knowledge in scrapbooking, mixed media, altered art, and journaling, as well as artful mini album creations. Frank currently is a senior Prima educator and product designer for Prima Marketing, Inc., He has designed multiple best-selling paper collections and designs under the Frank Garcia and Memory Hardware brands. Recently, Frank released his first planner, featuring functional, modern, and stylus touches for everyday goal, life, and event planning. He enjoys educating students on different scrapbooking techniques and classes ranging from artful mini albums to mixed media projects. Frank is well known for his dimensional projects that are off the page and innovative. He's also one of the instructors on Live with Prima and the editor of Prima Marketing's product catalog. Frank is the founder of his new mini album Parcel Club, a monthly parcel box filled with inspiration delivered monthly. Frank resides in Los Angeles, California, and we are so happy to have the opportunity to chat with him today. Welcome to the podcast, Frank. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yay, we're excited to speak with you. Thank you for joining us. So you're definitely one who does it all. I mean, from that bio, you've kind of done a little bit of everything over the years with mini albums. It sounds like a book, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. You're so accomplished. So how did you get started in the crafting industry? And like, let's take it back to even your childhood. What was one of your earliest memories of crafting? So, you know, um, it's funny because I've kind of been crafting all my life. Um, I've always loved creating and, you know, stickers, paper crafting. But, um, you know, as a kid, I remember, and I and I kind of mentioned this story to several people, and, you know, those have, who have followed me and have taken my classes, I always kind of use this as a little icebreaker, because sometimes, you know, people in classes tend to be a little, a little, you know, shy, or they don't know who I am. Um, but I usually um, tell them the story where, um, you know, I used to collect stickers. So as a kid, I used to love collecting um, stickers, you know, we had those scholastic little fairs at the school. Yes. And, you know, I would ask my mom, okay, can I get some money so I can buy these, you know, stickers? And um, I would have a little book with me that I would, um, you know, keep all my stickers in and, you know, just collect them, even like Spice Girl stickers. And I don't know if you remember those, but they used to be inside lollipops. <laughs> and so I would eat the lollipops so I could get the sticker and collect them all. So, um, <laughs> To the point where, you know, I, I had so many of those lollipop wrappers everywhere on the house. <laughs> <That's> but, <great. laughs> but um, 
Yeah, I used to collect stickers as a kid. So I used to have a little sticker book that I used to always have under my bed and my little chest. Now, this story kind of takes a turn for, you know, a sad story because my mom ended up selling that box in a yard sale because she didn't know there was stickers inside of it. Oh, no. I know. It was it was a sad story, and I will never forget that. Um, and every time me and her talk about it, she goes, I'm so sorry. I'm like, Mom, it's okay. I'm 30 years <laughs> old now. I, I have all the stickers I want now, so it's okay. <laughs> Turned out okay. Yeah. <laughs> Turned out okay. But, you know, yeah, so I've been kind of crafting, you know, my whole life. Um, I I started out young, you know, just loving art classes, you know, getting into, you know, computer design um, when I was in high school. And, you know, I really loved it. And I thought that was really um, something I wanted to pursue just professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was thinking, you know, when I was in high school, you know, I think I want to do art. Um, but then, you know, you have people that kind of say, well, you know, what are you going to do with that? You know, is it really a profession? Is this something really that you know, you can pursue. And I started questioning, you know, where I was going. So I ended up changing my path. But, you know, art has always played a big part of my life, just crafting and art in general um, as a way to kind of, you know, uh, de-stress and, you know, just kind of kind of an outlet really, you know, to, to, to a heavy day at work or a heavy day, you know, at, at home or stressful days, you know, it's just always, I've always found peace in, in crafting. So it's been something that's been part of my life for a long time. Yeah, that's great. And you, you've mentioned earlier about just kind of feeling different growing up, you know, and having differences from other people, but how those differences kind of became your strengths, right? In the, in the crafting industry and kind of what set you apart and became yeah. some of your... And, and, you know, that's, that's, I think everybody growing up kind of finds their own path, finds their own uh, style, finds their own way. Um, but for me, like I, I knew, you know, even growing up that I didn't really like what everybody liked. You know, I was even in elementary school, you know, in, in recess, I, I, I like drawing, I like coloring. Um, I was never one to go out and, you know, play football or soccer or stuff mm-hmm. like that. I was always into just different things. And, um, and sometimes I kind of felt like, you know, I was out of place, maybe not where everybody, all the little kids were, but, um, I always felt uneasy about that. But I, growing up, I realized that that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, you want to embrace, um, you know, why you're different. You want to embrace, you know, um, just your differences between other people, because that's what makes you who you are. You know, it kind of, it kind of brings, um, a different perspective, um, on life for you. So I, I feel like now that I'm older, I, I, I kind of see all those differences and think, you know, that's what made me who I am. And it kind of defines my style, kind of defines what I do. Um, and, um, it's funny cause you know, when I was growing up, I, I actually used to listen to really, you know, hard metal rock. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, it would be funny because my friends would say, Oh my God, look at you. You're listening to all this metal punk rock, you know, and you're over here making stuff with flowers. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like what a big difference. Right. And I think, yeah, you know, it's just, it doesn't, you know, it just, it's just who you are, you know, you're just different and, and you just embrace that and, and you just, you know, move on with life with, with who you are and you, you learn to embrace who you are. Absolutely. That's such an important lesson for for kids or any youth or even adults to learn, you know, mm-hmm. that that you don't have to fit into a mold or, you know, do what everybody else is doing. I wish I wish all of my kids could just take that to heart with, you know, do yeah. what you love, be yourself, yeah. be true to yourself. That's right. And I think it kind of goes hand in hand with crafting because I feel like a lot of people sometimes in the crafting industry want to fit into a certain style. And, you know, I have I have students all the time that are either, 
you know, card makers or, or they're, or they're into 12 by 12 layouts and, you know, they, they come in and check out my classes at the store and they say, Oh, I can never do that. You know, mm. I mean, I, I've never done a mini album. I, I don't think I could do that, but then they, they, they do the class or they take the class and, you know, they make the project and they think, wow, like I actually did that. And, and it's, it's sometimes seems challenging and it seems like everybody just wants to fit into a box. Like, okay, I'm a card maker and that's all I could do. Yeah. That's all I want to do. But I think that people need to kind of step out and just see what else is out there because, you know, crafting is so diverse, you know, there's oh, yeah. so much to do that, you know, you could really just do anything really with crafting because everything just kind of overlaps a little bit. It does. So, you can use those products on so yeah, many things. Um, yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's important, I think, to challenge yourself and to try a new technique or, you know, it just, I don't know, just it's just fun to try something new. That's so. right. Yeah, That's neat for that sure. You, you encourage that. So how did you break into the crafting industry then? Like, how did that start? Well, you know what? I actually went to, Prima used to have crops at their office. So um, I remember, and I live actually pretty far away from Prima. I mean, I work at Prima now, but um, which, you know, I still have a hard time saying because I still can't believe that I worked there. Dream <laughs> but, come true. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things, you know, you kind of, you know, you, you see this company and then you, you think, oh my God, they're so amazing. And then you end up working there, which is kind of funny. Um, but, um, you know, I actually live away um, quite a ways from Prima. I live about an hour and a half away. So I drive an hour and a half each way to work um, back and forth. Um, so I remember one day they said, hey, we're going to have a crop, you know, and we're going to um, host this really cool event. And um, I remember thinking, oh, my God, so far away. But I really, really wanted to go because, you know, I've been using Prima at that point. I had been using Prima for, you know, a year or two or, or when I started crafting. And I was really in love with all their products. So I decided to just take go for it. I thought, you know what, you know, I'm just going to take the drive. So I, I drove out there and um, I actually ended up meeting the president of the company um, oh, during nice. the crop, who I did not know. I had no idea who she was. And um, she, you know, kind of saw me out in the crowd. And of course, you know, it's a big group of women and I'm the only guy sitting there. <laughs> so she's like, hey, what are you doing here? You know, what are you doing? And let me see your stuff. And, you know, it just kind of went from there. And, you know, I, I slowly just kind of started you know, becoming part of the family, really. Um, and Were you crafting as a hobby at this point? Yeah, so I started crafting. You know, I walked into my local, you know, scrapbook store um, uh, when I first started scrapbooking. And, and I have a really funny story about that because it was, it kind of just shows you, like, how different scrapbooking and crafting in general is now than it was before. But I remember walking into that store and, um, you know, it was my first time at a scrapbook store. And the store owner goes, hi, you know, can I help you find something? Are you shopping for your mom? And so I looked at her and I said, no, I'm actually shopping for myself. And she, and her face was kind of like, oh, okay. You know, like it was kind of, you know, she was kind of shocked. And, you know, it was funny because I said, is, is it okay, you know, for me to shop? And she goes, oh, for sure. She goes, I just never had a gentleman come in and shop. Wow. And um, I thought, oh, how funny, you know, and, and I, you know, for me, like I had never really done any research or anything like that. So I didn't know that you know, scrapbooking was primarily women. You know, I I, I had no clue because for me, I was just doing something that was fun. You know, I, I I didn't think of it as a, a female or a male hobby. So I sure. just I just kind of went with it. So but um, 
you know, I, I had been crafting for just for fun for a little while before I went to Prima. And, um, you know, so I, w- I, I was already kind of dabbling in different things. And I remember meeting the owner and she was just really sweet. And, you know, she just said, hey, you know, would you be interested in designing for us, like, you know, some projects for our design team? I said, oh, my God, of course. You know, like, I mean, it yeah. was it was like kind of like a no brainer. And, you know, it just kind of went from there. You know, I, I slowly started, you know, doing stuff for the blog and, you know, then I got asked to become an educator and, you know, I had never taught in my life, which is funny because when I was, you know, in high school, I wanted to be an elementary school teacher. And, okay. you know, you go to through phases, you know, it's just, you know, yes. you just kind of learn what you want and what you like. But, you know, I had never imagined I would be teaching, you know, it was something that, you know, I, I didn't think of. So it was funny to to me that I ended up, you know, teaching uh, adults, you know, because it's it's so different, you know, than teaching children or or, or elementary school kids. Um, but in a way, it's 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 more fun because you're teaching something that you love and and people are engaged. They enjoy it. They want to um, be there and they want to be there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. You, t- you teach a lot. So you teach. I mean, you do online. You've done online classes for scrapbook.com. You've te- you've taught you know, through your studio, through Prima, and on cruise ships as well. You've kind of traveled the world, right, with with teaching. So one of the beauties about um, doing this, I feel really honestly blessed to be able to do this because never in a a million years I would have thought I would be teaching, um, you know, in South Africa, for example, or on a cruise ship. Um, It, it, I mean, before all of this happened, I never really imagined traveling outside of LA, (laughs) you know, to be honest with you, I had never even been to, you know, Texas or Wisconsin or all these states that I've been able to visit and, you know, make new friends. Um, But um, yeah, I've taught in many different places. And one of the most amazing places I've been to has been South Africa. And I've been lucky to go there um, four times. Um, And um, I remember the first time I got invited, I thought, okay, you know, where is South Africa? <laughs> you know, because I'm like, oh, you know, where is it? Um, and I remember having a chat with the store and she goes, well, we're here. And, you know, I saw the flight path and everything. And I thought, oh my God, it's so far away, you know? And, right. and um, you know, but I took the plunge and I ended up going and it was one of the most amazing experiences, just being able to go to a different place and, you know, see something different, you know, see a different perspective on how people live and everything. And just how crafting just is all over, you know, it's, it's, it's everywhere, universal. you know, yep. people craft everywhere and um, they may be a different style of crafting and they may use products a different way, but you learn so much. And that's the beauty of being able to travel that I've been able to go to scrapbook stores and, and learn. I mean, to the point where I remember going to Sweden one time and um, we were doing some stamping or something. And um, I remember asking the students to pull out their acrylic blocks and, they said to me, oh, no, we don't need an acrylic block. They slapped their stamp on their phone and they started oh stamping. Goodness. And I thought, oh, my God, in a pinch, your right. phone. That's so innovative. I <laughs> I'm, like, I'm thinking, oh, OK, you know, that's cool. Because, you know, I thought about it. I'm like, well, yeah, it is, it is a glass phone. So, yeah, of course it would cling. Yeah, of course. So um, but, you know, just, just li- learn little tricks and stuff like that when you travel because people use products in a different way. Right. Um, but yeah, so recently I've been doing cruises and, um, you know, it's been really fun. Um, you know, sadly right now we're kind of in a, in a space where we can't do that. But we actually did have um, a Mediterranean cruise plan this year, um, which was it, it was going to be one of our biggest cruises because, you know, it's obviously overseas and it was going to be something that, you know, I've had 
been wanting to do really um, going to Greece and all that. That's but my our, dream cruise. Yes, I know. Sign so we're going to we're going to try again, um, you know, hopefully in a year or two once, you know, we kind of get better. But um, but yeah, we've been doing cruises um, the last four years. And, you know, we did Alaska. We did the Mexican Riviera. We did um, the Caribbean. And it's really fun. I mean, you just go on the ship and um, you have a group of crafters and you do classes and you can't believe you're doing classes on a moving ship in the middle of the ocean. So uh, but it's just something cool. You know, it's just something different. And, you know, there's no curfews. There's no, you know, it's time to go to bed. You can craft all night, all day. And, you know, it's just really fun. Oh, I bet. I bet you've met some wonderful people over the years just through yes, that experience. Yes. We have, we have some people that are um, quite, you know, some, loyal you know following people that have been on every single cruise and every Aww. single time we we post a cruise they're like okay i'm there and you know i actually have a lady that went to a cruise uh, my mexican cruise and she actually lives on cruise ships <gasps> really so, yeah so she said you know instead of retiring at a retirement home she wanted to just retire on a cruise ship so wow. she instead of paying you know whatever however much it costs to live in a retirement home she said i'm just gonna be on a cruise ship because being, it's like being in a hotel. You you your your room gets made up every day, and you get to eat you, as much food as you, you want. Eat well, and, yeah, and, and you get to see the world. Exactly. That yeah. Like I'm a like, dream. I, yeah, that sounds like <laughs> I want to retire on a cruise ship. <laughs> you did share a story earlier with me about some cleanup mishaps on the cruise ship. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, doing mixed media on the cruise is really one of the most challenging things because. You know, cruise ships um, have limited power um, and, you know, you're sharing a lot of supplies. You're sharing a lot of, you know, heat tools and stuff like that because you can't really have, you know, 40, 50 heat tools at a time. You have to have a station. Um, so, you know, we did have a project where I, I was teaching a mixed media panel and part of the class was splattering. So we um, I told the ladies, OK, ladies, you know, you can't get any paint on the tables or on the chairs because you know we're gonna walk out of here with a big bill i said so mm -hmm. make sure you you keep it on your project you know and it's just you know on your project so they all said okay sure you know so you know it's kind of like you know handing a paintbrush to a to a kid you know they, they just kind of went hog wild and they're splattering all over the place and we didn't think anything of it because we thought okay well you know they they stayed in their little mat and you know we're we're good well you know a couple of days later, I think on the last day, we were inspecting the room, make sure we, we were leaving it the same way uh, we found it. And, I mean, all these tables were just full, oh, of, no. it was full of paint. And now we used, um, you know, uh, Sparks paint, which is one of Prima's paints. And um, that paint is really good, but it's permanent once it dries. So we were sitting there with scrapers, just scraping all of the tables all night um trying to get all this paint off because it just wouldn't come off and we tried lysol we tried we had these wipes that had like a little gritty texture to them we were hoping that was going to help and you know and we didn't want anybody to find out too so we weren't going to ask right. the, the custodial staff <laughs> to be like hey come and help you know get some help so, with that, yeah. yeah no so we had to you know get that get that you know under control but no luckily we were able to get all the paint off and you know we were good but it was few right <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> nervous night i'm sure yeah it was quite tables. it was quite nerve-wracking to you know leave them like that <laughs> wow well with all of the teaching that you've done do you have any tips that you like to share in your classes that maybe you could share with our listeners that like i don't know maybe are an aha moment for your students or just like are there any just little tips that you could share that 
that have been helpful to your students over the years? Yeah, you know, I think that one of the biggest things that I always um, tell people when I teach is that they need to just give themselves the opportunity to really make the project their own. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of times when I teach, um, people want to uh, literally make the project the same way I did. Um, right. And, you know, I always tell people, okay, you're never going to get the project exactly the way I did it because we all craft differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and you should really strive to make the project your own. You know, if you want to change the color of the paint I used on the book, go ahead. If you want to, you know, use different flowers because maybe the flowers I'm using don't don't match with your pictures or your, you know, whatever you have in mind, go ahead and change it. You know, don't be scared to get outside of, you know, rules or, or whatever, because that's one of the things that I, I tell people in classes. It's like, there's no rules. I'm not going to get mad at you if you change your flowers. I'm not going to get mad at you if you paint your book purple. And it's funny because I actually had a student um, in San Jose when I taught up there. Um, we did a, a, a mini album class and, um, you know, she said, hey, um, would it be OK if I if I paint my book a different color? And I said, sure. And I'm, I, I paint a lot of my books in white because I, I like how contrasting that is with any paper. Mm-hmm. Um, and she goes, I just, you know, I just want to paint it a different color. I said, all right, you know, that's that's cool. I said, no worries, you know, just, yeah, just paint the book whatever color you want. And um, next thing I know, I turn around and she's painted her book like this half purple, half yellow concoction. Oh. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh my God, that's, that's so different. And she goes, you know what? These are my favorite colors. And this is going to be a book about my day at the Lakers show. I mean, the Laker game or whatever. Oh, fun. And I said, okay. I said, that's, that's cool. You know, that's, that's different. And I remember everybody just kind of saying, oh my God, you know, what is she doing? And I thought, you know what? That's cool. Because at the end of the day, she's not going to take me with her. (laughs) You know, I'm not going to be there at her house saying, hey, you didn't do that right. Um, You know, she's going to go home with something that she feels happy with. Yeah. And, and it reminds re- her of something she loves. That's and- right. That's right. And that's really what um what what matters at the end is if you made it, you love it, it's handmade by you, enjoy it. You know, put it in your home and it's gonna remind you of something. It's gonna take you to that place again. Then by all means change it up, paint it red, blue, green, whatever color you want. That's and so make it your own. Yeah, of course. So you know that's that's really one of the biggest things that people sometimes have a really hard time they have a hard time letting go of of that insecurity of, of not doing things right or not doing things perfect. And they seem to forget that crafting is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be something that, you know, Hey, if I didn't, if that result didn't come out the way I wanted to, let me try again. You know, it's not a mistake. It's just you're playing and you're experiencing and you're experimenting with different products. Um, and I think that's one of the fun things about teaching mixed media is that people have a really, uh, strict view of how art is supposed to function um but art is not supposed to be perfect um you know it's supposed to just be fun so and doing it for yourself instead of what you think other people are going to say or think about it you know what i mean like like you've got to do it just for yourself and what yeah yeah and that's and that's one of the biggest things because a lot of people worry sometimes that you know oh you know my 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 flowers are crooked or or they're not puffy enough or you know or and it's like you know you can fix it just you know Mm -hmm. and it's sometimes i just i just laugh because um People will glue stuff up during my class and they'll say, oh, I don't like how, how that turned out. So I just, I'm like, well, just rip it off. Yeah, and redo it. Me, and they look at me and they say, oh, no, I can't rip it off. <laughs> and I said, oh, yeah, yes, you can. I come over and I just rip, rip it right off their book. And they're like, oh, my God. I said, you know what? You're going to cover it all up with flowers anyway. I said, so yeah. it won't matter. You know, so just keep That's going, great. you know. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's really important. Well, speaking of that, of like people kind of finding their own style, your style has kind of evolved over the years, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has. Um, I I started out when I started designing with Prima and I did my first collection. Um, I kind of felt like I had to fit in somewhere. I had to kind of make myself different enough to where it didn't really... Um, you know, I, I didn't really kind of look like everything else Prima was designing. So I kind of felt like I needed to do something um, that was unique to me. So when I first started designing, I designed uh, very dark, kind of more vintage looking collections in terms of like more grungy, um, more distressed. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I I love that look. I love, um, you know, anything vintage is really, you know, something that I love. But uh, as I slowly started to, you know, find my way in crafting, I realized that it was just too much work. <laughs> um, I I enjoyed the process. I enjoyed creating things like that. Um, mm-hmm. But then I started, like, falling in love with just making pretty things. And um, and that's kind of one of my little things that I always say, just, just only pretty things. Because um, sometimes, like, I feel like, you know, you have to try really hard to make something look a certain way. And I'm quite a perfectionist myself. I like mm-hmm. I like to make things really perfect. Um, and they don't always turn out the way I, I, I want them to. And then I have to start all over and I just or I just redo certain parts of a project um, until I'm happy with it. But I realized that just um, making something pretty just makes my heart happy, <laughs> you know. And, and um, I, I kind of got into this kick of just making, you know, everything really pretty and pink and frilly and... You know, just I always say, like, I feel like I'm in a bubble, you know, like I'm just in this kind of like pink dreamland bubble and I'm just floating away in all these pink clouds. Um, And um, that's why I've been stuck in in the last couple of years. And um, I love it. I just feel like um, it makes me happy, you know, and um, and I feel like I kind of just stumble upon that, you know, through using other products um, like. I love, like, for example, I love Maggie Holmes. Like, I think she's so cute and mm-hmm. pretty and, you know, and her style is just genius. Um, but her products just really inspire me because they just have such a whimsical sort of different look. And 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 I just kind of maybe kind of found a way to kind of merge my love for vintage and kind of grunge, but just still make it pretty. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, so yes. So it was everything just so- you make is pretty and beautiful and <laughs> Thank dreamy. You. So we love it. Yeah. So I just I just love um, you know, making pretty things. So it's just it's just something that I've been I've been really uh in love with and passionate about. And uh, you know, and I and although I still go back sometimes and do my little, you know, brown distress, you know, vintage projects, um, right now my 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 true love is just kind of making little little cute things that make my heart happy. <laughs> That's so important. I love that. Mm-hmm. So what was the inspiration be- behind your most recent collection, Capri? So um, Capri was actually, um, I designed that, you know, over a year ago. And that was basically um, my hope that was that that line was going to be used for um, my cruise because we were actually going to go to Capri. Oh, how fun. Um, yeah. So um, not that it meant that that's the reason I designed it but um it was part of the reasons that I you designed had it, it in because, mind. Yeah. because I thought you know what how cool um because I actually had designed another collection called Santorini um and that was years ago that was even before I even thought I was going to go to Santorini um but a lot of these places have a lot of um kind of like a cool look to them um I've never been to Santorini or um uh Capri but I um I've always seen pictures and I've 
talked to people that have been there and um, it's just so colorful and vibrant and fresh and pretty. And um, I thought, how cool to put that all into a travel collection oh, and yeah. just kind of, ins- you know, inspire by Capri, but kind of m- turn it into more of a beautiful travel collection inspired by that. So that's why you see like Eiffel Towers in there and you see um, vintage ephemera and you see some French in there and you see some kind of like Italian, uh, you know, kind of inspiration because it's more of a travel line um, as opposed to just about Capri, but it's inspired by Capri because it's a beautiful place, beautiful colors, a lot of flowers, a lot of beautiful buildings and architecture. So it just kind of all merged into this one big cool travel collection really oh yeah no it's beautiful the blues and peaches and creams and yes the flowers it's it's gorgeous yes it turned out really pretty and i think um one of the cool things about it is is that you can use it even if you haven't been to capri or paris or anything even if you just decide to go to the beach one day yep perfect for a beach mini album or something yeah you just kind of make it your own yeah oh it's beautiful um, so, so you kind of mentioned that with you get a lot of inspiration from traveling. Is that where you kind of draw some of your inspiration? Some or? of it, yeah, does come from it. Um, some of it just comes from things that happened to me um, in my life. Um, you know, I, um, for example, like I, I did Moonchild last year, and um, Moonchild was inspired by just I am I'm, I'm interested in a lot of like astrology, kind of like space, um, in as, as a whole, and just the moon and the sun and the energy that that has uh with people and um i took a drive out to the desert um and i love the desert i have a friend that actually is in love with the desert and she believes that you know the desert has a lot of energy positive energy kind of like this cleansing energy um so um it was inspired by a lot of that out of my friendship um with her and you know space and astrology and cosmic you know energy and um it, i kind of thought okay how can i put this into a paper line that that will resonate with crafters and um of course you know flowers everybody loves flowers and everybody loves vintage and so i thought okay well let me put all those ingredients into a pot and see what comes out <laughs> you know and yeah and it just turned out into this really cool kind of like space um space inspired collection and i actually had someone um and i think it's actually on your website that posted a review um on one of the papers and she said something along the lines of like you know i was waiting for a collection like this and it was in my head and i'm so glad that frank was able to put what was in my head into a piece of paper that just makes it all worth it i know right and i thought you know what i'm not really crazy here i feel like i (laughs) because sometimes i design stuff and i think are people gonna like this because i feel like maybe it's not you know something that everybody may like but i feel like you know i sometimes doubt myself because i think okay i hope people like this but luckily i've been blessed that everybody kind of sees the stuff and they they think okay they may not see it the way I see it, but they have something in their mind that's already, yes. you know, kind of kind of marinating in there. And this lady kind of actually, I think she might have been the same person that emailed me. But um, I had an email from someone where they said that they were really happy that I came out with this line because of their grandmother. Because their grandmother was um, inspired uh, by astrology and she, would, she, she had a, a big part in astrology. And she just thought, you know, I have not, you know, I had never been able to find something like this um and i'm so glad that you did this because it really reminds me of my grandmother oh and uh, you know it's just still things like that that really inspire me because i think you know i i design with you know from my gut really from from my 
heart. Um, and I, I design based on how I feel. A lot of my collections have a lot of feeling and a lot of emotion to them. Um, and um, sometimes I feel like, okay, hopefully this is not too, you know, in a box and everybody can kind of relate to it. But I feel like so far everybody's been able to kind of connect to my collections and feel like, you know, they can use them in their everyday life. Absolutely. They're gorgeous. Thank you. Well, we, we love your style. We love your collections. And so I just want to know, though, what is your go-to product, maybe with within something that you've designed one of your collections? And then what's a go-to product maybe that's not with, with one of your designs, but um, just something that you like to go to every day and use? Well, as you know, my books are kind of like my staple. So I, I whenever I'm designing uh, a new project and it's a mini album I have to use my books it's just um, not because I design them but because really they're just amazing and they are I love, amazing <laughs> I love how they work and I love how sturdy they are but outside of that um, I love foam tape um, mm-hmm. everybody knows that I use a ton of foam tape on my projects and I I've been using foam tape for a long time and I sometimes have people tell me, I think you have stocks in these tape companies. <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't. I'm like, I really just, I really just like using foam tape. But um, that's one of my go-tos because whenever I need to give anything dimension, I, I just stack up all the foam tape and, you know, make it look dimensional. But um, it's something that I go to all the time. Also liquor pearls. Um, I love liquor pearls and yes. I put liquor pearls on nearly everything. Um, Do you? It's something that, you know, I started doing a long time ago and I've perfected over the years and um, it requires a lot of patience, <laughs> yes, uh, but, but it's very um, kind of soothing, you know, relaxing, if you, if you will, if you just kind of sit there and listen to some nice music and just, you know, add your little pearls. And it's also a very um, economical embellishment. So if you, you know, are on a budget, you know, you can always add a couple of dots on your project and make it look really nice without, you know, having to spend a lot of money. So um, it's something that I've, I've been doing for a long time. And um, it's also one of my go-tos. I have nearly every color of liquid pearls that has been released ever. That's um, so awesome. And I just love, I love putting them on my projects. Well, that makes sense. Liquid pearls and foam tape for, because everything is off the page with you. Yeah, there you dimensional go. And, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So we, we asked this question of all of our guests, actually two questions, but I would love to know what is the most meaningful handmade gift that you've ever received? And what's the most meaningful handmade project that you've ever created? So can you share that with us? Yeah. So you know what? I actually, you know, I, I mentioned earlier that I went to South Africa, um, you know, a few times. And I actually made some really great friends there with some of the ladies that live there. And um, there's just some really wonderful people there. Um, And actually, one of the times that we went on a cruise together, some of the ladies from South Africa actually went on the cruise with us to Alaska. And um, this was actually after I had been to South Africa probably about three times. And um, one of the ladies that um, came brought me uh, an album. Now, you know, scrapbooking in South Africa is a little different because they're all about memory keeping and photos. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, we here in the States, you know, we still do that, but a lot of people like to do more of the art kind of mm-hmm. like mixed media. But in South Africa, they're still all about pictures and memory keeping and they like to make books with a lot of pictures in them. So they'll they'll fill the book up with tons of photos. Um, so this this lady um, made me this this book and she literally documented 
from my first time to that I went to South Africa all the way to our cruise. Aww. And she divided the book up by year. And she had pictures in there that I did not even know when she took them because she was taking the class. And um, it was just like picture after picture of us at dinner, um, you know, during the class, you know, when we were having good laughs. And I sat there and I thought, oh, my God, all the time, because she also actually made the book herself. And it was a really big book. Um, I mean, it was just so amazing. And maybe one day I'll be able to share it with 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 you guys. But it was just something that um, I couldn't believe someone had made for me because I thought, oh, my God, like she spent all this time and, you know, saved all these photos for years now (laughs) because, you know, they were from years and made me this book and it was just something really special and i i will always remember that because you know nobody's ever done that for me and that's really yeah you'll treasure that and to think that she was like spending so many hours with you in mind you know what i mean because she appreciates Uh, what you do and she wanted to thank you and to remember each moment too (laughs) that is so neat that's great yeah and you know for me like i i did um i made an uh wedding album actually for a friend that lives in new york and she um asked me you know, if I would help her, you know, kind of design a book. And I I said, sure, you know, I I would love to. And um, I was actually pretty honored because I thought she was just making a book just just to make one. Uh-huh. Um, but she actually ended up putting her actual wedding photos in there. Um, and that was really special to me because I thought, oh, my God, like, you know, it was such a big pressure. The uh, album, yeah. Because I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't know this was going to be the album. <laughs> but, so cool. but, you know, it was something really nice. And I, I, I handmade it for her. And um, I actually did a custom sized book um, because at the time we didn't have my big album. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I put together, you know, the colors that she likes and the flowers that she likes and everything. And. You know, she loved it. And um, it was just really special for someone to ask me to do something like that for them because, you know, that's a really big moment, you know, in their lives, you know, just their 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 wedding and, you know, just celebrating their marriage. So it was something really special. That is so special. That, gosh, those those gifts, both giving and receiving, when they're handmade like that, there's nothing like that. They'll, they'll be treasured forever, as that's, I always say. That's right. Yeah. And I think people do. Um, and I think with albums, it's, it's definitely something that you you just kind of always you know remember because if you put photos in them and you display them in your home it's just something that you just want to reach out to and grab all the time and just look through you know absolutely well thank you frank for spending this time with us today we are just always inspired by you we love you and your collections thank you so much everything that you create we just love it so thank you for being with us today we appreciate it thank you it was fun We really enjoyed speaking with Frank today. And I think everybody is just inspired after being with him and especially after seeing some of his projects and things that he creates. We just really enjoyed that, Frank. Thank you. You can find links to all of the products and resources we mentioned in this episode in the show notes. And you can go to scrapbook.com forward slash podcast for more information as well. Scrapbook.com carries over 40,000 unique items and is the number one online store for paper crafters. When you shop at scrapbook.com, you'll enjoy award-winning customer service, great prices, a huge selection of products, and super fast shipping. You also benefit from nearly 200,000 real product reviews from crafters like you. You'll find endless inspiration and meaningful connection in the scrapbook.com forum and gallery, and you can even take free online classes too. Be sure to subscribe to the Life Handmade podcast in your favorite app and enjoy our other episodes. 
please consider leaving a review for the podcast as it will help other crafters like you to find it. Happiness is life handmade. I drive doodles of eccentric faces in the margin spaces of